Bibi Fahodie, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. Good evening, and a baby for Hodie. This is African Liberation Media. I'm here with brothers Amos and Macaroo. I want to start out by plugging this book, The Psychology of Self-Hatred and Self-Defeat Towards a Reclamation of the African Mind, a compilation of the works of the esteemed ancestor warrior scholar Amos Wilson, edited by Zababu in Plata. Of course, Amos Wilson was the author of many books, his magnum opus probably being Blueprint for Black Power. He raises certain critical and pertinent questions such as, why do the oppressed react to frustration with apathy, anger, and regression, denial, and colorblindness, reality distortion, narcissism, falsified consciousness, false morality, intellectualization, acting white syndrome as a barrier to excellence of achievement, lack of trust in self and community, inculcated belief in innate white intellectual superiority, and above all, insanely identification with the aggressor. It'll suffice it to say, uh, Brother Wilson concludes that we are, through identification with the aggressor, the white man in blackface. Another poignant point he makes is the necessity of our kids having transcendent goals to the degree that we have transcendent goals, perhaps we can uh, elevate our educational prowess within the context of the African-based curriculum. This is the African Liberation Media. I would strongly recommend every family uh, purchasing this book. You can purchase this book by way of African World Info Systems, located up in New York. Once again, we're plugging this book, The Psychology of self-hatred and self-defeat towards a reclamation of the African mind. Gentlemen, take it wherever you want to take it. Bibi Vahodie, Gullah Jack, and the African family, and Baba Makaru. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, for those who are just now finding out about African Liberation Media, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be dropping videos on a consistent basis dealing with topics that pertain to the liberation and empowerment of African people. I also want to take some time out to promote uh, a tour next year that I'm doing to Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda. So for those of you who are interested in traveling with us on this 15-day educational and cultural tour to Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda, you can visit my website, kuiland.com. That's K-H-U-I-L-A-N-D dot com slash tours to find out more information about that a lot of news and a lot of information to discuss tonight i think the last time that we talked we talked about the election 
And many of you know, I predicted Donald Trump to win the election in a landslide. Uh, according to the mainstream media, it was Joe Biden who won in a landslide. Although there were signs that clearly pointed to a fraudulent election that took place. And there's been information that's been coming out in relation to uh, that very thing. Now, one of the, the things that I've talked about in many cases on this program in dealing with Donald Trump as being president is Donald Trump over the last four years with his America first policies has done something that no other president has done uh, in a, a very, very long time. And that is by putting his policies of America first on the forefront, he has systematically weakened a lot of America's allies. And many of these allies are European allies that depend on the U.S. to participate in NATO. Uh, you know, the U.S. almost acts as the bully that protects Europe and Israel with their military. Donald Trump has pulled funds out of NATO, which has essentially, in some capacity, weakened uh, the strength of NATO. Uh, Donald Trump has also pulled out of the Paris Agreement, which was a global climate change deal, uh, which has also weakened some of his European allies. And then most recently, Donald Trump pulled out of the World Health Organization. Now, these are topics and these are things when it comes to America first. That if you go back and watch Donald Trump's clips uh, from the 80s, these are actually things that he discussed back then. So he's been pretty consistent, but it's weakening the the global white power structure or I should say the global hat power structure. And uh, I saw a clip that was posted two days ago on Fox where uh, one of Donald Trump's uh, legal team members, I believe her name was Sidney Powell, she was discussing this voting software called Dominion. And for those of you who've been paying attention, Donald Trump released a tweet saying that Dominion deleted over 2.1 million of his votes and switched many of his votes over to Joe Biden. Uh, when we watched the election on November 3rd, before a lot of people went to sleep, Donald Trump was leading in Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia. And the next morning, Michigan and Wisconsin both flipped to Joe Biden. A lot of people thought that that was very suspect. Uh, but in one county in Michigan, there were 6,000 votes that this Dominion software reportedly switched from from Trump to Biden and uh, the makers of the software tried to say that it was a a human error or where an update was not made but there's been more research that has gone into this software and I don't believe that many of the Democrats actually thought that Trump would take it this far uh, the mainstream media has been constantly promoting Biden as president-elect even though you cannot become president-elect until the Electoral College officially votes uh, in Congress. So um, they're pushing Donald Trump to concede 
to Joe Biden. And they're also very afraid of not only what could potentially come out in a lot of these investigations, but what Donald Trump is going to do or is planning to do if this is, in fact, his last 60 to 70 days in office. So I want to play this short clip and I'm not going to play the whole thing. You can go on YouTube and listen to it, uh, the full clip. But in this clip, Sidney Powell is showing you how now the white power structure is in a fragile state. When you get to the point where whites start to admit their fraud in other countries. Well, joining us tonight is Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, General Flynn's uh, defense attorney, a great American and prominent uh, appellate lawyer. Great to have you with us, Sidney. Uh, let's start with Thank Dominion. You, uh, a, a straight out disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company, its uh, software or machines. Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. Now, um, it's not too often that you will hear uh, whites uh, begin to crumble and admit a lot of the fraudulent behavior that they participated in. Sidney Powell will try to persuade you that this software was created in Venezuela, but we know that this software uh, was created by whites and more than likely used in Venezuela against Hugo Chavez because they wanted to get him out of office. And they've also took this same software around the world to influence other elections. So now that this has been used in the United States, now these whites are going going to war with each other and all this is now starting to leak out and also this week or this past week the former cia director john brennan came out and he released a statement on cnn now john brennan was the cia director of the president obama and for those of you who know we talk about the deep state on this show John Brennan is a representation of the deep state. He still has a lot of influence 
and in, in some capacity, a lot of power, even though he doesn't hold an official position in the CIA, he has a lot of influence. And this week, he came out and released a statement saying that Mike Pence, if he has any backbone or if he's a true patriot, that he should release or he should use the 25th Amendment to remove Donald Trump from office because he was concerned about Donald Trump releasing um, unredacted documents, declassifying documents that contain information that could be a threat to the United States national security. Now, this information that Sidney Powell is reporting could be information that could be in those documents that could discuss how they fix elections overseas that could also discuss the different military coups that they participated in. We know that they have redacted information on the assassinations of both Omawali Malcolm X and Martin Luther King that the FBI has redacted so that people wouldn't really be able to truly understand all of the participants that were involved uh, with those two assassinations. So right now, the white power structure, the shadow government, and the deep state, they're very scared right now because they don't know what Donald Trump is going to do. And the the military-industrial complex is also afraid that Donald Trump is going to pull many of these troops out of Afghanistan and Syria and other places in the Middle East And they're afraid that that's going to cause a lot of their allies to be vulnerable uh, to a lot of America's enemies. So as we stated before, Donald Trump being in the, the position of the presidency causes grave destruction to the global white power structure. And if many Africans were aware of this and conscious of this, we would be playing our position. Uh, to try to fight back for African sovereignty, especially from a lot of the neo-colonial controlled African countries that may be afraid of America striking on behalf of these various European countries that have control over them. You know, in, in, in a war like this, when you see your potential adversary in a weakened state on the battlefield, if you are if you had a proper preparation, this is where you can gain power and prevent them from continuing to have their foot on your neck. So I just wanted to point those things out uh, that we're seeing unravel. And it's a lot of other conspiracy series, uh, theories that are out there that, you know, we don't like to give out information that we can't 100 percent substantiate. But people still need to be aware of the potential ramifications of what could be coming down the pipeline. There was a, a a tweet that Donald Trump's lawyer, one of his lawyers sent out today, and it was referencing the Philly or the Pennsylvania uh, mobster, Skinny Joe, uh, was it Merlino? Skinny Joe Merlino? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're, they're saying now that Skinny Joe Merlino is apparently willing to testify against Joe Biden for fixing the elections in Pennsylvania in order for his record to be expunged 
and him to basically be pardoned. Um, and he's probably, you know, looking at potentially trying to make a lot of money off of book deals and movies and things like that. And who knows if this is true or not. But if this is true, that this mob family member uh, helped to fix the election, this would be devastating to the mainstream media and the Democratic Party. And if it is any ounce of truth to it, then he's probably already in some type of uh, witness protection program. Or if he's not, then I'm pretty sure that he's in some type of protective custody because we know how, you know, these people operate when it comes to getting rid of a witness, as, <laughs> as especially the, the uh, Clinton crime family and the history that they have, you know, with just pretty much killing people like we saw with Jeffrey Epstein. So, um, I mean, this could be devastating news. He's saying that they paid him $3 million to deliver 300,000 ballots for Joe Biden. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, one, 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 one thing about the, uh, the mafia, um, they, they get very creative with nicknames. So if you got a, if you got a nickname like skinny Joe, you, you must've done something. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they can come up with some names, Thomas three finger Brown, Lucchese, <laughs> Charles lucky Luciano, crazy <laughs> Joe Gallo. I mean, they, they're pretty good, but that 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 story is rather incredible. Three hundred thousand votes. I mean, like you said, the people being paid a thousand dollars an hour. I mean, it's look. Who knows? Who I mean, who really knows? Um, Trump definitely is exposing a lot of things. And as regards these um, this uh, Dominion uh, voting system, uh, I think Dominion actually uh, maybe a subsidiary or. It was formerly known as uh, Debo. Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia, Dr. Cynthia McKinney says that the same voting system uh, was used against her to to get her out of Congress. So she's one of the people that's uh, that's definitely on top of this. But you know, the, the, there are in, in terms of you know, you covered a lot of territory there, and and one of the, one of the things. I think that they're very concerned about, you know, we see, um, you know, Susan Rice's uh, editorial in, in the New York Times talking about how dangerous uh, it is that uh, Biden today accused Trump possibly of uh, putting the United States in a vulnerable position uh, similar to what happened uh, in uh, in 2000 because uh, the uh, of the delay with the hanging chads down in Broward County and and the other, the, the election in Florida uh, the uh, legal process according to a uh, Kenneth Starr ran for 37 days and now they're saying well that led directly to uh, the events of um, September the 11th uh, 2001. And so they they're playing all they they they're playing every angle possible to um, to you know get uh, Donald Trump to uh, concede and 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 move on out of the way. One of the things that that we know though, and th and this is why you know Du Bois said that you know there's on there's only one evil party with two names. 
And there's no there's no area where that's you know more uh, valid in terms of an analysis than the military industrial complex and wars. And to a certain extent, I mean, Trump Trump certainly has expanded the uh, the Department of Defense budget. He certainly has expanded it. There's no there's there's no doubt about that. He's done everything he could to pacify them, but he has not started any new wars. Okay, so apparently, you know, in terms of this struggle, I listened to, um, just want to give these brothers a plug, the Renegade uh, Culture uh, podcast, uh, brothers down in down in the ATL, um, and they had uh, two excellent guests on recently, uh, brother Ajamo Baraka and uh, Kylie Akuno out of uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and they, they they really broke down what a what the the potential Biden administration would look like, and you know they framed it in 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 the context that Brother Almost has been talking about for several weeks now the economic nationalists, which Trump, you know, theoretically represents, and he does in many ways, although. You know, this guy just imposed some new sanctions on Iran, so he's he's not he's not an isolationist, uh, but you know he he doesn't fit the bill of a globalist uh, the way that you know George Bush, Bill Clinton, uh, H. W. Bush, Barack Obama, you know who could all of those people could clearly be classified as globalists, and the Obama and the uh, uh, the Obama, yeah, well, I guess they they say it's Obama's third term. He'll he'll be the wizard behind the curtain, trying to keep uh, Biden awake and saying the right things when he goes out to speak. Uh, certainly, they view them as as globalists. But but where the parties become one party, is when it comes to war. And one of the things Trump went 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 through the process of cleaning out his Department of Defense. He he, he said, look. You guys are not doing what I wanted. Now, smart thing for him to do. He should have done this before. And one of the he he he's placed some people in who are, are vehemently opposed to the neocon strategy that that got the United States in these wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, et cetera, et cetera. And he is threatening to pull troops out of Afghanistan, Iraq, and Somalia. Interestingly, out of Somalia. A lot of people doesn't don't even know that the United States has 700 troops stationed in Somalia on the African continent in a conflict zone. So what do you think the Republican Party would have to say about that? This is what Mitch McConnell said. A rapid withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan would hurt our allies and delight the people who wish to harm us. The consequences of a premature American exit would likely be even worse than President Obama's withdrawal from Iraq back in 2011, which fueled the rise of ISIS and a new round of global terrorism. It would be reminiscent of the humiliating American departure from Saigon in 1975. So this is what, when, when, when word starts circulating that Trump has these plans, he actually, Trump has said repeatedly that he wanted all American troops, I think they have about 4,500 troops in Afghanistan, 
He said they want all American troops out of Afghanistan by Christmas. He said that repeatedly. Mm -hmm. But the people he's had as his uh, defense secretaries have come up with all kind of obstacles. Uh, you know, Lindsey Graham, you know, immediately starts urinating in his pants, you know, at, at the mere <laughs> thought of the U.S. withdrawing, you know, from a, from a war zone and, and, and all of these other globalist Republicans. Uh, you know, not not to mention the globalist Democrats, Pelosi and and and, and that crowd and, and all of the Negroes that, you know, uh, walk around sniffing her underwear. Uh, <laughs> these guys, these guys all line up for war. It is there is only one party when it comes to this. And so now here you have Mitch McConnell, staunch, staunch Donald Trump supporter, criticizing Donald Trump. For for the the thought of withdrawing U.S. troops from these conflict zones, so that just goes to show you how convoluted, you know, you know things are, you know, in this country in terms of, uh, you know, the the way it approaches things from a from an international perspective, and we know that the the Biden, uh, Harris, Obama administration uh, will revert back to, uh, you know, neoliberal intervention and war. Uh, Obama actually, Obama suckered a whole bunch of people because we don't take time to study history and do critical thinking. Obama, a lot of people voted for Obama because they thought Obama was anti-war. He suckered a whole, he suckered millions of people a whole bunch of leftists, so-called leftists and liberals and whatever, people mm -hmm. who would normally be anti-war. But what Obama said in his speech against, uh, this was when he was, uh, this was even before he was in the Senate, I believe it was, it might have been 2003, in his speech against the war in Iraq, he said, I'm not opposed to all wars, I'm just opposed to dumb wars or stupid wars. I don't remember his exact terminology. Okay, so he was telling you right there, and he considered Iraq to be a dumb war. Well, what does he proceed to do? He proceeds to engage in asinine wars himself that have a direct effect on African people, particularly in Libya. He also, uh, you know, started the, 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 the conflict there, at, at, at least boosted the conflict in Syria uh, th that's still going on, continue the conflict that Bush had started in uh, Yemen and in um, uh, Somalia. So Trump is almost almost pointed out last week is the only one of these American presidents, at least since uh, who I don't know, <laughs> has uh, <laughs> has not actually didn't start didn't start a war. Now, granted, he didn't pull out as much as uh, as much as he said he would. Uh, you know, for various reasons. Obviously, he had a lot of obstacles, had perhaps fear of losing, uh, you know, some uh, some support, you know, from the Lindsey Graham sector of, of, of the party. And, but there was one of the reasons why all of these forces um, wanted to get rid of Trump mm -hmm. is fear that a, that a Trump who would not have to run for re-election, what he might do to the globalist agenda, particularly in terms of, um, you know, ending these wars and, and troop reduction. So, uh, you know, that's, that, that's why 
that's why, man, it, it, it's just so sad that there's such a void of critical thinking as, you know, that, you know, we have these uh, lame brain entertainers up there acting as, you know, some kind of political analysis. And, you know, uh, you know, they 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 they, they don't know uh, the San Francisco Bay from Guantanamo Bay. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real. So uh, I'm gonna let Jack go ahead and jump in on that because I know he's got something to say about all it, all it, almost, and I had to say <laughs> very, very little, brothers, other than the fact that uh, there are fissures in, that exist between in um, the uh, duopoly, clearly, of the progressives, so-called the Democratic Party, versus the establishment, and of course, as you fellows alluded to, the hawks versus uh, people like Trump, who insist on uh, interfering with the imperialist agenda. But you also touched on uh, Barry Obama, and uh, I hearken back to the change of consciousness on the part of African Americans. We're talking about a, uh, a segment, a critical segment within the American body politique that historically been anti-war, uh, not bellicose at all, uh, during the time of uh, the conflict with Assad, you had 60% of African Americans supported the attack against Assad in Syria, prompting many uh, brothers and sisters on the continent to raise the question: You know, you you, you you're running astray, awry from the Martin Luther King agenda. What mm. has happened to African Americans uh, here here in uh, Babylon? So, uh, you know, and this was done basically on the uh, the the leadership, misleadership, the bell cow of the 44th president of the United States. You know, it's uh, tragic, really, to see this man on a T-shirt with uh, Dr. King who railed against militarism, imperialism and economic exploitation. Blasphemy, but, uh, brother. It, Just blasphemy. Yes, sir. It, in, in the words of Ramon, Ramona Africa, he indeed was the new crack. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, really, when I assess what uh, Mitch McConnell said about the disaster of Obama pulling out of Iraq, where the true disaster was when Obama overthrew Muammar Gaddafi, which caused a lot of destabilization, uh, destabilization in that region. And this is one of the things that we've discussed in regards to Donald Trump in his presidency, Donald Trump has tried to implement everything he said in his campaign. Not everything in his campaign, definitely I don't agree with, but what he said he wanted to do outside of maybe the infrastructure plan, he's tried to do under the attack, the constant attack from day one. So you've had people that have been in the deep state in his in his administration that have been pretty much working against Donald Trump uh, or under or undermining him. Then you've had the Democrats who've been trying to impeach him for uh, a Russia collusion uh, that turned out to be false. And then also trying to impeach him for uh, his taxes and other things that, you know, they've tried to put out there. Um, or the scandal with you know paying off the women during his campaign with his lawyer uh, Michael Cohen. So 
outside of all of those obstacles that they've put up in the first 100 days donald trump he signed the hbcu executive order he followed through on the uh opportunity zones he followed through on the uh, first step act he pulled military funding from congress i mean from uh the pentagon to uh to to finish refinancing uh, the wall that, that that he said he was going to build even though he said mexico was going to pay for it which that didn't happen but donald trump has pretty much been consistent with his ideology again his ideology i'm not saying i agree with his ideology i'm saying but he's been consistent with his ideology and you don't really see that normally from a politician a lot of times they will tell the people one thing and implement an entirely different strategy. And that's what you're going to see if Joe Biden does end up somehow being officially elected a president. I believe that's what you will see happen with Joe Biden. I believe a lot of people uh, who have this hope and aspiration that Joe Biden is going to come in and miraculously change things for the better for specifically black people are going to be sadly mistaken when they see the onslaught that happens not only here in the United States, but also on the continent. Right. Uh, this past weekend in Washington, D.C., there was an event called the Million MAGA March. Uh, and, you know, based on the videos that I've seen, there were like mil, uh, not millions, I don't know how many, but there were tens of thousands of, of Trump supporters in D.C. because, you know, they uh, obviously don't accept uh, the results of the election that have been called by the media. Nothing's official has been called, called by the media. And... It's, it's somewhat reminiscent of when you consider how, how someone like Joe Biden could get nearly 79 million votes. That's 10 million more votes than Barack Obama. I mean, is virtually you know, impossible. That, that, that shows, I mean, you know, we know that there was a very intense hatred and fear of Donald Trump, but that, that's just a staggering number, you know, if 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 the numbers if the numbers are legitimate, and Trump uh, has is approaching uh, what seventy three million I think it is um, votes, but but what it shows is that because because we know that the Trump voters are passionate in their support of Trump, the 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 Biden voters are more uh, against Trump than they are you know for for Biden, uh, you know to a certain extent, and so these people turned up in D.C. Uh, on Saturday, and you know they gave their speeches and had their march, but after the march, there was a considerable. Uh, well, I, I guess for the number of people, maybe it wasn't. Uh, you know, there was there, there there was a significant amount of of violence that took place because there were po forces opposed uh, <laughs> to Trump there, and uh, there were forces that were for Trump there, and so you had violence. Uh, being carried out by, you know, groups like the quote-unquote Proud Boys. And then on the other side, the way the media framed it, 
was Antifa and Black Lives Matter. This this is a connection that's always made uh, on uh, you know by the right wing uh, forces in the media. They always connect this anti-fascist group who are basically anarchists to you know what we call Black Lives Matter, which is basically uh, just something, just an, an organized, spontaneous response to things that take place, you know, around uh, around the country. Uh, you know, not uh, not an organization uh, per se. You know, like uh, SCLC or SNCC or the Black Panther Party or something like that. But what happened is that uh, you know you these people are certainly have studied the propaganda of uh, Paul Joseph Goebbels and the Nazis. And what, and what we see in some of these videos and the videos, they, 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 they haven't promoted the videos. I mean, there was one video showing a black woman getting, you know, a sucker punch from behind after she pulled out a kitchen knife on a, she, she bought a kitchen knife to a march uh, and was upset because she said they were, she told them, she said, don't bother my wife. And her wife was on a uh, moped or something, and she got knocked down by one of the, they said, the Proud Boys. But, but the thing that concerns me is how a lot of our unconscious uh, people who are not operating with a great deal of uh, uh, political uh, intelligence and historical knowledge are uh, being suckered into this conflict, this struggle for power between white people. And so you saw a lot of lot of young uh, young people of African descent out there, you know whether they were paid to go out there by some of these anti-fascist forces, or you know whether they just went for the excitement. Um, but the but but the way it's being projected is the Trump forces against Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and. Uh, you know, there were, I think, about 20 people arrested, one person stabbed or whatever. Uh, the, the concern, you know, the, the, the way I see it is that uh, these, young, these young black people out there are, are, are being used as cannon fodder or as pawns, uh, you know, in this struggle. And the best thing for us to do is not to be involved at all. You know, going to... Going to an anti-Trump march and fighting white people has nothing to do with the liberation of African people. <laughs> I mean, it would be like somebody would say to us back in, let's say, the 1970s, uh, why don't y'all, the, the Klan is marching. And Kwame Ture would say, so let, while they marching, we're going to be somewhere organizing our people. We don't, we, don't, we, we don't have no time to go around, you know, chasing these uh, raw elements of the white supremacy dynamic. Let them have their march, and we'll be somewhere organizing. But, of course, you know, this Black Lives Matter thing is not really an, an organized, it's not really an, an organization that's, uh, that has a, a, a black liberation, African liberation and empowerment type of agenda. And uh, I see these young people out there being used as pawns but their images will be flashed all over. And so when they show up somewhere where these guys can carry arms, you're looking at a slaughter. You're absolutely looking at a slaughter because, you know, you, 
you 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 don't have the weaponry of the training to compete with them and you know if 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 they are pushing towards a civil war we have to analyze everything from the perspective of the liberation and empowerment of african people and being and being out there you know fighting uh trump people or fighting biden people has nothing to do with the liberation and empowerment of african people you know not in not not in that context you know it's not like when dr king was killed and you know we went out with a purpose so i mean that that that's one of the real concerns uh you know as 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 we run short on time one other thing i do want to mention real quickly is that um there's a very serious jihadist movement that's causing a lot of damage in mozambique uh, you know, Mozambique has a special, you know, place in my heart because uh, as an activist during the 1970s, you know, we organized, uh, raised funds and collected uh, materials to send to the Mozambique Liberation Front known as Ferlimo when they were fighting the Portuguese. And uh, they were successful under uh, Samora Michelle. Uh, his first wife, Jacina, you know, died as, as, as a result of, you know, uh, being part of the conflict. But uh, and of course, Samora Michelle was was uh, allowed Mozambique to be used as a base for Robert Mugabe and ZANU to, you know, wage their war of liberation uh, to free Zimbabwe. So Mozambique has is, 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 is been very important. Uh, Julius Nyeri, the president of Tanzania, allowed Ferlimo first under Eduardo Mondelani, then under Samora Michelle to use Tanzania as a base to attack the Portuguese in uh, in Mozambique. And then Samora Michelle allowed Robert Mugabe to use Mozambique as a base to attack the white supremacists in uh, in uh, what was then known as Rhodesia. So you can see you can see, see Pan-Africanism working here. Right. Or what's 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 called Pan-Africanism, you know, the sense of, 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 of African uh, cooperation. Okay, so now, for some reason, of all the places in the world, a jihadist movement pops up in Mozambique. Now, why, why Mozambique? Okay, you can understand jihadists spreading out of uh, destabilized Libya into Mali, Burkina Faso, Niger, Chad, etc., Cameroon. You can understand that the the geography, where Mozambique, located, you know, on, on the far, you know, southeastern coast of uh, of Africa. Mozambique has one of the largest liquefied gas reserves in the world. It's it lies the, the these these gas reserves lies within within the territorial waters of Mozambique. Uh, Jamal Baraka was pointing this out in, on the uh, Renegade Culture uh, podcast. So what happens? You know, how, how does the game plan work with, you know, the creation of Al-Qaeda and ISIS? How does it work? What do they do? They, they create these organizations or fund them to go in and destabilize a country. The, the, the country is, is not capable of fighting by itself. And so what is the first thing they do? Oh, can the United States send in some help? Can Britain send some help? Well, France, okay. The African countries in the region need to form an army mm-hmm. because, because this, this is an, a continental African issue. 
Don't bring these Europeans in there. Tanzania, Zimbabwe, uh, Namibia, uh, Zania, Botswana, Malawi. Look, it's an African problem. We need to drive these people out. But see, because the globalists are trying to get their hands on that liquefied gas field. And that's why they have, you know, started this uh, jihadist movement in, in Mozambique. Mm. And so, you know, these are the things that we have to be aware of in, in terms of how they operate. And you can sit back, Magafuli and these, uh, these guys, uh, Manangagua and these guys can sit back, Cyril Ramaphosa, and say, okay, that's just in Mozambique. Yeah, you sit back and think that. The same way people sat back and said, well, that El Qaddafi's gone. Now what do you got? You got turmoil in Mali, turmoil in Burkina Faso, turmoil in Niger, turmoil in Chad. Come on, man. Can't y'all see what is going on? That's why we need, <laughs> we really need a revolution in Africa. <laughs> I mean, really and truly. Go ahead, brothers. I, 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 I talked a long time there, so I know yeah. about, we're about out of time. Close us out, brother. I must tell the uh, listening base where they can send their checks and money. I say, well, uh, definitely uh, you can support us by always visiting our website, AfricanLiberationMedia.com. That's where you'll find all of our content in regards to our podcast. Also, we still have the petition going on change.org. So visit our website and find out more about the petition to ban the use of all forms of the N-word on social media platforms. Visit our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel for updates on our videos. And if you're watching this video, go ahead and give a thumbs up to this video and leave your comment down in the comment section. And you can listen to our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, a BB for Hodier. BB for Hodier. Power of lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution